knowing photography, I think at this point, if you are if you are an entrepreneur, you almost assuredly have to understand photography as part of your social media strategy, as part of your email marketing, as part of your content creation. And I'll tell you right now, our most successful clients with uh, digital marketing, with like Facebook ads um, in particular, are always creating fresh content. And it's so hard to do when you can't just knock that stuff out in-house. Oh, absolutely. And it's costly if you can't. And also, you know, it's just... If you're a one-man person, uh, you know, show. I mean, it's like extremely hard to get that stuff done. You got to have a schedule, and and like I, I do a lot of batch uh, stuff where I'll do five videos on a, on a Saturday. Saturday is like my most productive day, so I'll do like five video tutorials or five product reviews or something, so I know I have stuff for the next few weeks. Uh, otherwise, it's like you get so far behind. But absolutely, you got to learn how to do these things on your own. All right, so that was this show's today's cold open on the unofficial Shopify podcast, recording from EtherCycle HQ on the fifth floor of Westfield Old Orchard Mall in Skokie, Illinois. We are talking with Dave Basalto from Iographer. And Dave has quite the background. He had a uh, phenomenal filmmaking podcast uh, that was sponsored by Adobe with 800 episodes. And now he is into uh, mobile videography, photography, and has a Shopify store. Since uh, selling really cool accessories to do really... Uh, phenomenal filmmaking right from your iPhone, from the device you already have. The best camera is the one you have with you. And he is going to walk us through uh, that journey and some of his content creation guidelines. You, sir, you started as a, a high school media teacher? Yeah, well, like even going back further, I was a, a film. I got discovered. Let me tell you a quick story. Sure. I got discovered. I was a, I graduated from college. I went to San Diego State. I played football there. Uh, got my first job was at Dean Winter Reynolds back in the day. It's not even around anymore, but they were a big uh, a stock brokerage firm. And I got a job and worked on the 63rd floor of the World Trade Towers in New York for two years. And um, luckily, uh, I got discovered, quote unquote, by an, a talent agent and asked me if I wanted to be an extra in a movie called Rocky Five. And I had no idea what she was talking about, but I was pretty fit at the time. And I thought, oh, my God, maybe I'll be a boxer or something. But she had me be a newspaper reporter on some giant scene. I think you see me for all of like two or three seconds. Uh, but I, I sitting there uh, talking with Stallone, um, I fell in love with the process. Uh, about two weeks later, I left my job, came back home to L.A., much to my parents' uh, heart attack, um, and started getting becoming an extra in the movies. And uh, that wasn't bad enough. I was earning, I went from earning about $75,000, $80,000 a day back in 87 uh, to about $40 a day. And uh, everyone thought I was bonkers, and I probably was. But I was having the time of my life. I was on these all these big shows and stuff. Um, and then eventually I got my SAG card and got uh, falling by falling down the stairs of a movie called Out for Justice with Steven Seagal. I uh, got blasted. Uh, I was a mafia guy. I got shot. And, and the guy said, hey, you want to hear your SAG card? Because I was basically an extra still. I said, absolutely. What do I have to do? He goes, well, you got to fall down these stairs after you get shot. I go, done. <laughs> <laughs> done. So I got blasted a bunch of times. I fell down the stairs. I was all padded up. I did it about eight times. Uh, every time they were giving me an adjustment of $800 uh, for falling, a stunt adjustment. And I said, this is the life for me. <laughs> So you so you fell into being a stuntman. I it? fell into being a stuntman. Uh, and then I realized that stuntman meant other things than just falling down the stairs. And I said, I am not going to. I didn't kill myself in college football. I'm sure not going to start now. 
So, um, so I kind of got into acting and uh, with my SAG card and started getting a lot of roles on TV shows, Cheers, Mad About You, all these different things. And uh, it all culminated with a big, uh, like a nice role I had in American History X. Uh, I don't know if you know that movie. Nice, no, um, yeah. So I'm in that movie. Uh, I play the jail guard screaming at uh, Edward Norton. And um, so that was a lot of fun. And then one day I kept like, oh, do I see these guys sitting on the side um, who were in these chairs, um, you know, smoking their cigars, telling people what to do. And I'm like, what do these guys do? And they're like, oh, those are the producers. I'm like, that's what I'm going to do. I want to be that guy. So I ended up like uh, meeting uh, Danny Aiello. I don't know if you know him. He's an old actor. He was in Moonstruck and stuff. Um, he wanted to do this mafia movie and I BS my way to telling him I was a producer and I could do it for him. And so I got the, I got an option with him. I went out and raised two and a half million dollars in 30 days, which was kind of a record for me in my life. And, uh, we did a movie with pretty much everyone that was uh, going to be in the Sopranos eventually. And so we went and shot that movie in New York. All of a sudden I became a producer and I started producing feature films and television, uh, working with Mel Gibson's company and, and, uh, and lifetime television. And then I got completely burned out, Kurt. Uh, I was like, it's just brutal to be in that business. It's a young man's game. Um, I was in my thirties now and I said, I'm going to retire from all this. And I did. My wife was a big production designer, uh, did like Dexter and, and weeds, cool. uh, won awards for that. And, uh, she was burned out. We wanted to have kids. And so, um, uh, I was retired. I had some money in the bank and, and I was playing video games and having a great time. And she said, you got to get off, off the couch and, and go out there and find a job. And luckily <laughs> I got, um, well, hold on at this point, uh, what, what year would it be at this point? 2008. Cause my son was just born. 2008. Ooh, ooh right in the recession. Yes, it was lovely. Yeah, but luck- luckily I did have like a few dollars in the bank, so it didn't really kill us, and our house was affordable, so we were we were happy out here. You know, it, luckily I had a friend who I grew up with who was uh, head of uh, was hiring uh, for high school, uh, my actually my rival high school when I was growing up, and she said, um, "Hey, you, you're not doing anything. You want to come and teach?" Uh, uh, she said, "Do you want to come and do uh, and be a media teacher and teach media and animation?" And by that time, I had already. Uh, I had made a movie on my own. I directed my first film using a Panasonic DVX100 camera. Anyhow, so I went and became, uh, got my, my teaching credentials and, and be, fell in love with being a teacher, which I thought was, and I still think it's the greatest job I ever had in my life, reaching these kids and, and doing all this fun stuff. I was in the classroom one day and I realized I had 130 students all day. Um, we were not getting enough work done because we only had about five cameras and if it was football season, forget it. The, the football team was using them to film their, their games and whatnot. So I would literally give the kids, you know, here's an assignment. We're going to shoot a short film. And, um, you know, so there'd be like, you know, 10 people to each group or 20 people to a group and nothing was getting done. So I said, you know, let's start using your iPhones. And then at that time, the iPad mini had just come out and I bought one and let them use it in the classroom. And I was like, this, these devices are amazing. I mean, we can, coming from the old, you know, big camera world, and now I could shoot HD video and I could do animations on it. I saw all these really potentially uh, great things. So I was getting a lot of stuff done. It was awesome. And, uh, but I was getting back blurry or not blurry, but bad sounding videos. Um, you know, but we needed better lighting. Um, they were always shaky. It was driving me nuts. So I, I like to tinker as we talked before the show and I, I, I uh, know 3D software, so I modeled uh, a device that I thought would be cool because I looked out there and everyone who was making cases for any kind of mobile device 
uh, always had the case that would fit the device, and that was it. They wanted it to make it as compact or as rugged as possible for that device, and that was it. But what I wanted was something that had handles on both sides because I felt you really needed to have handles to keep things steady. And I thought you needed to have a place to put a tripod so you could screw it on to the device. And then I wanted shoes on top to add lights and uh, microphones. And then I wanted a place to place uh, uh, big lenses on that. So I tinkered. I made this thing. Um, I sent it out to New York to Shapeways, um, shapeways.com. They, they are a 3D printing company at the time. Now they're much, I mean, they're huge now, but they had just get started. I sent them the file. They sent me back in, in a week um, this 3D printed part. And you know what? Everything fit. Everything worked. It was like amazing. I started to use this thing and the kids loved it. And because, you know, they, they found these are devices that they have in their pocket and they found them really intuitive. So, uh, so they started to make a lot more stuff. We were getting, we got a grant for some more iPads. So I started to have all these great iPads. I kept printing these things. Let's recap. You were discovered, fell into acting, developed a, a Hollywood career. And it sounds like your wife did too. You both burned out of it, stopped doing it, didn't really have a plan, and then uh, through through your network, through happenstance, got a the opportunity to be a, a teacher, a film teacher in high school. From there, found and saw your immediate pain was, hey, we don't have access to devices, we don't have access to cameras, and but all these kids have a phone in their pocket. How do we make that a real tool? How do we make that a better experience? And there's like the saying the photographers know is, the best camera is the one you have. And so you, uh, you knew how to do 3D modeling? Was this in like SolidWorks? This is in uh, a, a thing called Cinema 4D. Okay. Which, oh. which, spits, okay. which spits out. So I was doing, because I was teaching uh, filmmaking uh, um, in school, but I also taught animation. And when I got to the, this high school, they were doing flipbook animation, the old teacher. I'm like, are you kidding me? We need to use Adobe After Effects. We need to use uh, Cinema 4D. And luckily, I knew these guys that ran these companies, and I knew Adobe. And so I got them to give us the software at the school, saving you know tons of money. And I was teaching these kids how to do um, you know 3D um, um, animations and stuff. So uh, so yeah, I had known the the software. Everything. It's funny because everything just kind of like tripped its way into this world that I'm in today. So so then so I had I had this thing. I, I got these things made, and I said I'm going to call these the iographer. That's just a, a fun thing I said because we're videographers and. And it's an eye device, and I, that was how genius I was to come up with that name, which is really lame. So anyway, the iographer was born. It's a unique name. It's a, a made-up name, which is nice when you're registering domain names and usernames and handles on social media networks. Like our agency name, EtherCycle, I don't love it, but I, it's a portmanteau of Ethernet and Bicycle from when we were – Oh, okay. Yeah, I did not we know in, that. That's cool. Ten years ago, I tried to build an e-commerce platform for bike shops. Um, didn't work out, so here I am. So not every business idea works. But the advantage to having one of those made-up names is you can just register it everywhere. Now, the thing I don't like about my name is it doesn't apply to anything I do now. Iographer is brilliant because there is that implication, and it also sounds interesting. It's like if I said, I'm a dog lawyer, you'd go, i got to know more about that. Um, so there's a bit of curiosity there. So I will I will argue against you. I okay. will say Iographer is not a lame name. It's a very good name and practical and useful. Well, I appreciate that. So, so anyway, so we have our thing, our, our device, we're using it. Um, and then one of the kids asked me, hey, Mr. B, they call me Mr. B because they can't pronounce my last name for the life of them. Um, they said, uh, why don't you try and put this on, um, uh, what is it, uh, crowdfunding, uh, Kickstarter. Kickstarter. I think one thing we have to do here is, is describe 
this product. It might be hard for people to picture. So I've, I'll link to this site in the show notes. Uh, the episode art includes a photo uh, of Dave with uh, this with his product. But the common entrepreneurial story is I have a painter problem in my life and no mm-hmm. one is solving this and can I solve it? And so he his painter problem was, all right, we need access to cameras. We need accessible cameras because this is for students. So the answer is smartphones or iPads, tablets. But when you're shooting video, you need to be able to keep the thing steady. So you need to be able to mount it to a tripod. All right, tripod mounts exist for phones. Or you need to be able to handhold the thing steady. Well, a gimbal stabilizer is not realistic. It's going to spend as much on that as on the smartphone. Mm-hmm. Um, and so the answer is, we'll just put it in a not a s- slim, svelte, sexy case like most iPhone cases try to be, in a really beefy case, like triple the size of the phone and put handles on it so that you can hold it and manipulate it and keep it stable and essentially turn your arms into, you know, your, your jib or boom or whatever mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. to get those nice shots. And then also have accessory mounts on there. So you could put a light on there and you could put, and I don't know your if microphone. it started with this, your microphone on there because onboard audio quality is very important here. And now even uh, lens adapters as well, which is really cool. You launch this in May of 2013. So a little bit ago, you got 165 backers to raise $16,000. And That's what's right. interesting, the, the fundamental idea, the functionality of it is unchanged. It's still the same thing, just like the, the look, the industrial design has improved, mm-hmm. improved over time. But the mm-hmm. core product is still, still very much the same thing. Yeah. No, it's, it's uh, the whole thing. The, the, the thing behind it was two handles, tripod mount, cold shoes, everything. That was what we had to do. So all of a sudden, uh, this thing's going on Kickstarter. I'm getting phone calls from uh, uh, New York Times, from Forbes. Uh, wow. And I'm and, hey, you're the teacher that wants to revolutionize video. And I was like, sure, if you say so. I'm just really trying to make some money. But anyway, <laughs> uh, but literally, it was like overnight things were happening. And then out of the blue, uh, one of my the parents that I was uh, I had taught his son for three years, and we had become very close uh, he's a senior attorney at Disney. He handles, he's like second in command of all the real estate for Disney. Um, Which is so, no, no small matter. No small matter, yeah. Very affluent high school I taught at. And so he saw this, made me, took me for a long walk. We used to walk and talk about stuff. We were both winos. We love fine wine. And so he says, listen, um, I, want, I love what you're doing with this thing. Here's a check for $500,000. Let's go do this for real. Whoa. I was like, I was like, okay, I, uh, okay, because but the big thing here is you're gonna have to probably quit your job. I was like, Ugh. so, um, so I literally went another six months. So we started to put this whole thing together. I had to learn about injection molding. I had to learn about more packaging. I mean, all these things that I had no idea about. Luckily, um, some of the students in my classroom's parents, one of them owned an injection molding company where we make everything today in in Southern California. Um, one of them owned a big packaging company that, uh, does like Lancome and all these places. And so these things just started to fall in my lap. <laughs> it was thank I mean, very thankfully. And, um, and so we, st- we were able to get this whole manufacturing thing done and things I didn't know when I was doing the Kickstarter, I mean, the mold for the original iographer was like $50,000. Um, you know, I yeah. had no idea about this <laughs> and we ended up making that mold in China because it would have cost almost double here. And um, how, how dumb I am, I thought, because they started to send us, okay, well, the mold's done, everything's ready to go, uh, we're going to have to send it over by boat. I'm like, what are you talking about? Because I have this little device, right? 
So I, I thought it was a little mold. <laughs> I said, can I just fly over? I think the, the by boat was going to be like $8,000 to ship it. I'm like, you know what? I can, for like a couple grand, I'll fly to China, pick the damn thing up and bring it home. Well, I didn't know the, the thing weighed like 800 pounds. It was a solid block of steel. Um, so that was not going to work. So anyway, we got it shipped over here and we started production and, um, many mistakes started at that time. We were doing them in different colors. Um, I should have listened to, um, to Ford about, uh, you know, you can have the a classic Henry Ford line. You can have the model T comes in any color. So long as it's black because he didn't want to overcomplicate things. Yeah. yeah keep it simple, especially starting keep it out. Simple. Yeah. So that was a huge mistake that we did. Um, and then out of the gate, well, so, so anyway, so that thing started happening and, and we were getting a lot of, we were starting to sell them out of our garage and, um, you know, we had heard about this thing called Shopify and we started to get on there. And so we had like one or two products. Um, uh, and then the BBC came in and said, hey, we love this. Um, and we love how we, every time we see a photo of you, you've got like all these great accessories. So we would like to purchase bundles from you with all of these accessories. And I'm like, oh, my God. So I had to contact all the uh, people like like Rode and Sennheiser and Manfrotto for tripods and make deals with them and become a reseller for all of them. So I learned like trial by fire on <laughs> how to get all of this stuff set up. And, uh, you know, it's just kind of crazy where life takes you. You kept ending up in situations where one door would close and another would open. Yep. And I don't know what it is about life that makes this happen, but I suspect that luck is a thing that we can set up for ourselves. We could create a luck sale. And I think, uh, you have the the mindset and personality and, and charisma and presence. Like you said, you're a six foot three, two hundred eighty pound guy, and you're clearly you're very gregarious. That's a hard person to ignore. <laughs> like clearly, you walk into a room, you probably take up the room. You know? And so, you know, someone like that, people notice, and it uh, creates um, what I've heard called in a, a TED talk a luck sale, where opportunities present themselves to you, and you've been able to take advantage of them. I think going back to the early days of, you know, I got into, I was doing sales at Dean Witter. So I would talk to people all the time. I, I, I had no fear of that. And that translated into when I became actor, where I had to be in front of the camera and do lines and work with these actors and no training whatsoever. I just, you know, my personality and, and, um, but I have a great time talking in front of people, especially when you're passionate about something that you believe in, you know, uh, things just, it, it just all kind of flows. And so, I was, you know, of course, I think you can tell now I was super passionate about this whole company I have, mobile video in general. I just love the fact that, um, you know, our biggest uh, uh, customer are schools around the country. And, uh, you know, there, there's kids out there. They might be the next Steven Spielberg. Who knows, you know, or, or the next uh, uh, newscaster. Um, I can't think of any. Walter Cronkite or, you know, somebody like that. Um, and because now they have these products that they can practice on at an early age and create great content and, you know, and who's to tell uh, they're not going to be the next great YouTuber making millions of dollars in a few years. You know, right. So. This is not an unheard of thing to create like legitimate award winning content. Um, Soderbergh did High Flying Bird famously on entirely on an iPhone 8 with a, a lens adapter mounted to it. Like. Similar to what you he described. He did un Unsane as well. He did that one. And he's he's noted as saying he doesn't want to make any more movies uh, other than on the iPhone, <laughs> which, which is amazing. Yeah, what's, uh, I just Googled it. it. Was He'd shot a film in secret in 2017, shot it in 4K on an iPhone 7 Plus. That's crazy. Yeah, yeah right? I mean, here's a guy that's got millions of dollars thrown at him to make Ocean's Eleven Ten. you know. 
He's like, no, I'm going to go make these movies now. I love this. This is, whole, this is a great you know, personal form factor that we can do. So, yeah, and it's just getting better and better all the time. The new iPhone 11 Pro um, is just ridiculous. And if you throw in there an app like Filmic Pro where you can shoot multiple angles at one time, um, it's just crazy. So, you know, lots of, uh, lots of advancement. I think eventually, and I've been talking with Apple, um, that they're gonna, you're not gonna need um, lenses anymore, external lenses, because it's gonna be all software driven, you know, hmm. with the stuff that's stuff that's on board. You're gonna say, okay, I want to switch from this lens to a anamorphic lens, and it's just, a, it's gonna look perfect. It's gonna be amazing, and you know, so it's just really crazy how we're going and pushing the buttons every year. One of your your wonderful unfair advantages here is that you absolutely understand the importance of storytelling. And you could see that in the the Kickstarter description. You could see that in your absolutely fantastic about page. If you want an exercise uh, in phenomenal copywriting uh, with an, uh, for an about page, check out the iographer about page. I'll link to that in the show notes. Um, and so I think that certainly helped your success along the way. You had the the Kickstarter was successfully backed. So you did take um, you took funding from this this gentleman who was at Disney. Yeah, I mean, we okay. had been. It, it seemed like he was the the yang to my yin because I'm just a high flying uh, la 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 kind of guy that loves life and wants to make great things. And he's like, I'm a lawyer. We're gonna do this the right <laughs> way. We're gonna we're gonna get things patented, blah blah blah, and trademarked. And and so we had, you know, we we own about seven patents now. Um, working on an eighth one on a new product we have coming out soon. Um, and, uh, you know, that I, I attribute all to him because I'm, I'm more of like, let's just go out and do this, you know, no, 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 we can't show this until we get it patented. <laughs> so, so, um, so he's been amazing, you know, and, and also he kind of lets me just do my own thing and run the company. And, and, um, I have one of my former students, um, is who graduated from college years ago. And now she's, um, she runs our, our, all of our sales worldwide. And then my wife's in charge of all the money as they are. And, um, that's it. This is the, the four of us. And, um, and it's just been amazing. Everything else we, you know, we have a distribution center here in Los Angeles. Um, they do stuff with, uh, it's called DCL. They do stuff with, uh, with, uh, Mattel, with Lang, uh, not Lancome, Mattel, uh, GoPro, a bunch of other people. But, um, you know, that's another funny story that we can talk about later about the first distribution center I had and how they sent, um, uh, I got a phone call one day during the holidays from a, a Catholic school in, in the East Coast saying, "Hi, uh, is this David? Yeah. Do you have do you have two companies, sir?" I'm like, "No. Why?" He goes, "Well, I just got a package from my biographer with a bunch of adult toys." Oh, jeez. So that was um, that was lovely. This was some more trial by fire that you learn as you become an entrepreneur later in life and and uh, don't know a hell of a lot about this whole world. So, <laughs> so that was a lot of fun. Man. That's like everybody's worst, worst nightmare. Let's take a quick break to dispel a common myth. True or false, Shopify can help you restore things you've deleted or accidentally changed. False, untrue, it can't. Myth busted. Shopify has no accessible backups. And with Black Friday just around the corner, you're going to make thousands. Unless something goes wrong. In the event of a data disaster, what do you do? What do you do? You use Rewind. Rewind should be the first app you install to protect your store against human error, misbehaving apps, or collaborators gone rogue. Trusted by over 25,000 businesses, from side hustles to the biggest plus stores like Movement Watches and Gymshark, 
Rewind is like a magic undo button. Just in time for the holidays, they want you to get a free backup to protect your store. No catch, no strings, just peace of mind with this special offer called Rewind One Time. Check it out at rewind.io slash free. That's rewind.io slash free to get your free backup and protect your store for Black Friday. After the Kickstarter, and then you get this investor, and you're able to manufacture the product to market, and you learned along the way, you revised it, improved, and realized, hey, it doesn't have to come in a bunch of colors. And at what point did you get the Shopify store going to continue this success? I would say, so once we had the mini going and people were really into it, we decided to make one for the bigger, the the old original iPad because it was, it was you know, they were on their fourth generation and a lot of people were asking us, um, uh, you know, hey, can you make one for this? And so we decided to make one for the bigger iPad. Um, and then so we said, okay, we got a couple products now. We've got a lot of audios and, and, and um, uh, tripods and things like lighting. So let's make a little store. And so I searched around um and Shopify really stuck out to me uh, as as the best platform at the time. Um, it seemed very simple. I wanted something really simple that I could just go in there and manipulate and set up. And I'd looked at you know we're, uh, WooCommerce and all kinds of things. I was like, this is I, I don't know all this coding stuff. I don't want to know all this coding stuff. I just want to drag and drop and and plug information in. And it just works. And so Shopify was our first place uh, to go to to really do the store. It was a very, very plain store with an ugly logo, <laughs> uh, but you know, people were finding us. I knew nothing about SEO. Uh, you know, just you know, people were finding us by word of mouth. And around the same time, we we put it up on um, Amazon as well. And um, I, I once again knew nothing about uh, making your titles right or having the right bullet points or any of that. I just you know, this is what it is. And and I tell you, I, we've just stumbled our way to be um, s- successful I, I, all along the way. I thank God that we had a good product. Yeah, certainly that's the at the heart of it. But it's not just enough to have a great product, right? It's so hard to build an audience and get that marketing. And the Kickstarter did well, but it was not a runaway success. What, did, what were the next steps? What did you do that, that you were able to steadily develop the the audience and continue the sales and really scale this thing where you've got you know a, a ton of products and it's sold worldwide now yes we uh, um, i was very lucky to be you know still connected to all my students and whatnot and, and even during as a, a time as a teacher um, i really attribute them to getting me involved in social media sure i had facebook uh, just to connect with my old friends, but literally they showed me, you know, Snapchat and Instagram and all, and, and things that I thought were just so stupid. Like, why would you want to look at photos all day on this thing called Instagram? And who cares about Snapchat? I mean, what the message goes away in two seconds, big deal. Uh, I'm going to go out and start creating some fun videos. Um, so, you know, I taught them how to do all these things and it just started to really, um, to, to people are like, Hey, well, how do you do this? And I started getting, all these questions, how do you do this and this and this? And so that led me to more and more content and actually led me to writing a book that I have called Life Camera Action that's on Amazon. And, um, you know, that it's just the word of mouth kept going. It's been insane. <laughs> I'm looking at your YouTube. You've got 13,000 subscribers and it's all it, it's this nice, polished content, um, but it's very tutorial based. It's very educational. And it seems to be a lot around um you know, helping these various audience demographics, like you know, your your recent uploads, get more viewers on Amazon Live using Restream, uh, secret tips. So you've got you know that that entrepreneurial audience in there. 
But then the coach's kit for iPhone, film sports with your iPhone. Uh, the coach's butt, like, really walking through. Oh, here's one. Learn Premiere Pro step by step. So it's a mix of um, some promotional educational content for your own stuff plus just educational content niched down to your audiences. No, it's all about giving value out there. That's one thing I've learned about social um, and for and any kind of video marketing, it's always about giving that person tons of value and for free. And so then they'll just say, they love your brand after that. They're like, wow, I'm really getting a lot of stuff out of this. This is great. Oh, you know, we'll take a chance on that. And so you know, that's, that's like my mantra. I, I just love, it kind of goes back to the teaching thing. I think I love oh, for sure. when, when I teach somebody something and they're like, that was great. And I think the other day on that Premiere Pro video, someone said, this is the greatest Premiere Pro video I've seen because I really, you know, it's very easy to follow. And that's kind of how I teach you. You'll see a lot of people that are really technical and, and I try and, and, and I can be that way. But uh, my business partner, Tony, says the, the biggest thing that you have is that you can talk it down onto any level to make someone understand and help them, you know, to, to gain uh, knowledge in that area. So take great pride in that. I love doing those kind of videos. And I think that's one of the the simple but not this simple but big mistakes people make early on is especially when you're in uh, a niche or hobbyist demographic, um, then it's very easy to go deep in the weeds where you have mm -hmm. like a ton of experience with it and really speak to like the people who are just as into it as you are when you should be helping the people who are just starting out and uh, you know ideally creating like a series of content but speaking to the people who are just looking for help getting started and you show up and say, hey, here's how to do it. And then eventually, you know, help them along their journey. So then when it is time for them to to buy products, to invest in whatever this um, their hobby is, you're top of mind. You're the guy. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's it's uh, interesting because people are like, hey, have you have you reached out to the Hollywood connections and tried to get them to do it? And, you know, we have, but. But my focus is more on the soccer mom or the small business owner or, you know, that has this great – there's a woman down the street. I'll also plug Mary Lane Cafe if you're in San Gabriel. Amazing, fresh home-cooked stuff. Um, she's a good friend of us. And I said, you know what? You need to make little videos of your muffins, how you make them, how the butter melts on them. And I'm telling her all these things. And all of a sudden, she's starting to do that. And, you know, where before, she didn't think about that. Oh, I can use my phone to do that? Okay. So th there's millions of those people compared to the big Hollywood people, you know, and so I'd, I'd rather really cater to them and, and help them to, um, you know, create stuff for their own businesses and their own projects and, and stuff like that. So right now, what's the what's your day to day look like? What are your, your big pains and struggles? What are you it, how much of your day is, is creating this content um, and what are the things that are keeping you up at night? I get up in the morning. The first thing I do is I check about 600 emails that come in from places <laughs> around. The, so I deal with all that. Uh, then I start to look at my calendar. Every What's been helping me a lot lately is every night doing a list of what I got to do tomorrow. I was very bad at all that. I'm very uh, fly by the seat of your pants. But now that I have a nice schedule, um, I, I know what I have to do and what I have to create. Um, I have a 12 year old son. I like to take him to school in the morning. I like to pick him up, uh, pick him up some lunch. I like to pick him up from school. Um, we go swimming in the afternoon. We're in California. We're still in the eighties. Um, so I, I center all my stuff around that. And then, um, you know, and then the weekends really, it's like Saturday and Sunday are my like hardcore make videos, you know, go out and do fun stuff day with the video stuff. So 
that's those are my two content days. So the rest of the week, I'm just planning what I'm going to shoot on those two days. Um, and then the rest of the time, I'm also, you know, what are we, uh, I have a great thing that I use called Agora Pulse, which has helped me uh, tremendously with um, scheduling social media posts. Um, myself and, and Amelia, my, my sales girl, will do social media posts. We get them up there scheduled for a week in advance. So every day they go out and, and you know, you do stuff like that. Uh, the biggest thing that I learned very late, and, and I'm, once again, so thankful for your show, um, was meeting the amazing um, Kurt Bullock. Kurt Bullock. Uh, yeah, yes. Our, uh, our marketing partner, our marketing manager, and he's been on the show many times. Yeah, he's amazing. And so he's been working with us uh, for a couple months now on on uh, Facebook ads, which we never, you know, I, I, I it's funny because I took courses in Facebook ads. I, I went and tried to do my own Facebook ads. I bought software that said, this is how you create the great uh your great um, lists uh, uh, that you wanted to go on. And, and, you know, everything was just, it could have been in Chinese to me for all I know. So luckily I find this guy that knows his stuff and he handles it. And when we're seeing a good return on investment, uh, so that's a headache that goes away. So I think the biggest thing for me is just because I'm someone that will like to dive into every aspect of the business. And when you're running a, a worldwide, you know, company, you can't do that. <laughs> it's it's impossible. And it's just being able to give up, you know, and, and relieve yourself with people that are just amazing at what they do um, is worth its weight in gold. And I think that's the modern um, e-commerce world now where, you know, you have your core couple people and then you have your people that are doing this, this and this, you know, email marketing, whatever. Um, and so, you know, I'm lucky right now that we're at a point where I feel really good about all that where I was doing it all on my own before, you know, learning Clavio. I still don't know it, but I have a great person doing Clavio, um, you know, um, and then um, uh, Kurt Bullock for Facebook. He introduced me to a great copywriter. So just everything's been happening really well right now. So we're in a really good place. I think this is going to be, I, I'm feeling optimistic, but I think it's going to be a great uh, holiday season, Black Friday, uh, because just looking back a few years, we've had good ones, but you know, I, I would send out one email. Hey, we're having a sale this weekend. Make sure you check it out. <laughs> and that was it. And, uh, you know, and, and then uh, we would have a sale. And people, luckily, they would find us. I don't know how they found us or, you know, whatever, just from social or whatever. But I never, I, I had no idea how to do all this. You know, I, have, I may have a lot of talents, but I don't know all this stuff. So, um, so luckily now this year, we've got so many things in place and, and content ready to go and, you know, it's just, I, I honestly attribute it to your amazing show. And I think everyone needs to listen to the show that owns a, a store. Oh, I appreciate that. Um, so, you know, clearly a, a ton about the social media marketing and content creation. Give us the crash course. If I'm, uh, if I'm new to social media marketing, content creation, I've got my Shopify store going. One of the best things people could do is create educational content around their niche but mm -hmm. that's such a struggle for a lot of people, and I think it's a matter of getting, of just getting started. So help help our listeners get unstuck with creating some some educational video. What advice would you give them? Sure. If you have a product, um, the number one thing. Well, first of all, go out there and buy your company name on every. Or not buy. Um, sign up for your company name on every social media network, and anytime anything comes up on social media, um, a new network, just sign up for it. Um, TikTok, I don't do anything for TikTok right now, but 
I'm partnering with um, our local high school for interns that I'm going to pay and give them free product to make TikTok videos for me. Um, and so, you know, just go out there, get all your names for that. So, okay, you've got all your names for, uh, for, your, for your product, for your company. Next thing you're going to do is start throwing things on YouTube. Do an intro. Make about five videos before you start, but do some videos on your product. How does it work? You know, overhead shots. This is how the whole thing works. Do some fun lifestyle stuff. We're out here today, you know, filming our new product in the park because dogs love, I think you use dog stuff all the time. Uh, dogs out here are going to do, um, uh, you know, play with this toy, blah, 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 blah. So, um, you know, do some fun stuff like that. Um, the big thing is to get on something like uh, uh, Vid, what is it called? Uh, there's there's TubeBuddy and there's another thing called Vid, Vid something. But uh, TubeBuddy is a tool for, for YouTube that will help you find keywords um, that are going to help your video start to rank and look for other keywords that are you know, relevant to your video and, and tags and whatnot. And just start putting content up there about all of your stuff. Um, start your email list like you tell people a million times. That's so important. Oh, my God. It's just amazing. Um, and get all that done. So, you know, make five videos. Uh, buy a cheap microphone. So we, we sell, for example, if you don't want to use your, your, uh, your little earbuds and you want to upgrade, we sell a $39 microphone uh, from IK Multimedia, iRig Smart Lab. I think I sent you one, didn't I? Um, yeah, it's just really good. Yeah, for I mean, for thirty nine bucks, and you can plug in your headphones to monitor the audio. I mean, it's amazing. So, um, so get that, plug it into your device. Now you've got some good audio. Go out right now and download an app called Filmic Pro. Um, it's both on Android. It's on on uh, iOS. Uh, Filmic Pro is basically going to take your camera on your iPhone or iPad or Android and and take it up twenty levels. It's like putting steroids into it. Well, you know um, what's funny. Earlier, I mentioned that um, Soderbergh mm -hmm. had filmed movies on an iPhone. They're edited on Filmic Pro. Yeah, so he shoots no shoots everything in Filmic Pro. So this this shoots allows Sorry, you. Yeah. What it does is it allows you to instead of shooting whatever the the uh, megabits per second that the iPhone may do, maybe it's going to do fifty megabits per second. Um, now you're going to shoot in four K if your if your phone allows you. And you can use uh, 100 megabits per second, which will rival any like DSLR or any camera like that. I guarantee uh, you. Okay, so the I've noticed video I shoot on the phone looks compressed, looks a little funky. Yes. yes. When I load it into like when I by the time I've put it into I use Final Cut now Premiere. By the time I load it in my editing software, and mm -hmm. you know I could see it on a 30 inch monitor compared to. Um, my other stuff, even though it's 4K, you can really see like, okay, this thing got got stepped on. Absolutely, yeah. So, and and I'm a Final Cut guy too. Um, I use both things. I'm I'm, I'm uh, ambidextrous, I should say. And um, so, <laughs> Filmic Pro now. So not only can you shoot it in um, uh, in 4K, 100 megabits per second, uncompressed. You can go in there and and change the color scheme of it. So if you want to color correct it and look really pro. You can. They have settings in there where you can go from normal to uh, like a flat, like a log format, which is completely flattened colors. So when you color later on, it's what all the movies do in, in real life. Um, you can make you can make these things stand out like crazy with a little color collect, uh, correction. So it's shooting also, in like the equivalent of D log. And exactly. Then I, then I throw my my lookup table on it later. Damn, I love you. That's exactly. <laughs> That's exactly it. Well, then, once I started messing with the drones, that's yes. when I, I really upped my video editing game. That helped me a yes. lot. Yes. 
Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, sorry. So then the the other vital thing about Filmic Pro is it's one of the only, if not the only app I've come across that allows you to monitor your audio. So I can change the gain inside of there, uh, how much um, uh, audio is coming in with a little slider. I have level bars going off so I can see if I'm peaking or not. Um, so you're really going to get cr- uh, great quality audio. You can listen and make sure you have it. Um, so you don't have any problems later on in post because that's the worst thing. You have this great device, you're filming, you've been, you know, recording some great information. You take it into the, into final cut and all of a sudden it's all scratchy. Oh my God, it cut out, blah, 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 blah. Um, so those are some tools that are, you vitally have to need, you need also if you have Filmic Pro and you have an Apple watch or another device, and this is one of my all time favorite things, you have a remote control for Filmic Pro. So now... Now, and this was big for me because I used to, I was a, hey, honey, can you come and push the play button now? (laughs) Um, Now I set everything up wherever I am. I look on my Apple Watch. Am I in uh, in frame and everything? Okay, press record. Boom, I'm going, you know. So it's an amazing app. I think it's $20. I think it is now, but it's worth every penny. Um, And if you guys have seen the new Apple iPhones with the three lenses, so Filmic Pro is releasing a new update um, uh, this fall, I think at Christmas time that um, allows you to capture two different angles. So you can go wide angle and telephoto at the same time or wide angle and normal at the same time or selfie and normal at the same time, whatever. It'll let you catch two angles at the same time. So let's say I have my phone set up and um, I'm, I'm filming my, my product that I have. I could have the back phone, the, the camera facing me uh, working as well. So I'm explaining this. While I'm fiddling around with my stuff, and now I've got two shots that I can use later in post to show people, you know, make my video there instead of having a bunch of different cameras. So it's absolutely amazing. This this is like the only app I tell people you have to have or don't talk to me. That's super cool. I had no idea about this thing. Yeah, I as. You were talking through it. I went and bought it. It was fifteen bucks. <laughs> fifteen bucks. Okay. Well, yeah. they're going to hit you inside. Uh, there's an upgrade for a cinematographer kit, oh. unless you bought that. Yeah, I think Those it's like wrestles. nine bucks. Yeah, nine bucks for that. But that's worth it too. Lastly, I have in here that you are going to give away a multi case. Well, no, I think we're going to give away three of them because this oh, is the great. Right. This is the greatest show ever on the internet. And if you guys are are, are doing anything with Shopify or e-commerce in general, um, this is a show, This you have to watch Kurt's show. It's just the greatest. In fact, on my way back this morning from dropping my son off, uh, I was listening to the, the one uh, with the golf guy, uh, Sully, is it? Sully, yeah. Okay. Tyler Sully Sullivan. And um, I have a, a Facebook group, uh, page that's got you know 40,000 people on there. And, um, but what he talked about was making a group of just owners only. And it's very simple to pull out your owners using Clavio. I could just say, who's bought this, right? So now invite them to the private group where they're going to get special discounts and the VIP stuff and ask questions. And these are actual users of everything. And I'm like, that is genius. Why didn't I think of that? But I learned it on your show. So there you go. <laughs> I, I love when, I absolutely love when people give me their, their key takeaways from the show because it's I have never been good at predicting what will and won't resonate with people is one of the is one of my failings so when people tell me like wow this is the thing that really helped me and this is like the key thing that's very helpful for me um, so that I know like okay this is the content that moves the needle on people's businesses so this is the stuff we got to look for so thank you um, for sharing that with me 
Now, I will say, because we're going to give three of these away, uh, I'm, I'm going to have to, because it's coming into the holiday season, I'm going to have to give you um, also our flexible tripod, because what good is the case if you can't put it somewhere sometimes, you know? So we're going to do three flexible tripods in three cases to three lucky winners. Now, I don't want to pick them myself. I would love you or Paul to do it, because um, I'm horrible at that. I'll end up giving everybody one. And lose all, lose all my money. So there you go. All right. So here's how we'll do it. Uh, join our Facebook group. Search Unofficial Shopify Podcast uh, on Facebook. Join the Unofficial Shopify Podcast Insiders or follow the, the link in the show notes. Uh, this will be uh, a featured post for seven days. It'll be marked as an announcement. So on here, uh, on this post, comment, uh, say, hey, I want to win it, whatever it is. And uh, I will, uh, Paul and I will, will pick three winners um, after seven days. So whenever this episode goes live, you got run and do it. You got the, a few the days clock's to do ticking. It. Very cool. Wow. Yeah, actually, we've got it, you sent me uh, a care, a lovely care package with a lot of your products, um, and I've been using them. I was in. I told you before, I was in um, Vegas for SEMA, the aftermarket car part show, and I used it. Um, uh, the lens adapter. I used that to augment. Um, what I was carrying because I had you know my big DSLR with me and I didn't want to carry multiple lenses, but you know I'm in a confined space with big you know you're in a ten by ten booth with a car. All right, well you're going to need a wide angle lens, so I actually used the the wide angle, uh, the ultra wide angle setup for the phone that you gave me, and that worked perfectly. I wish I'd known about Filmic Pro; that would have helped me. I should have. You sent me your book. I should have read it. I would have known. Oh um, well, you didn't read the book. Forget it. Man. <laughs> yeah, crazy. no, I screwed up. Um, <laughs> The, the tripod setup, uh, if you've watched the YouTube version of the show that we've started doing, that's when you see Paul, he's, we're, filming, we're filming all three angles are on uh, smartphones, and Paul's is on, the, is on your tripod. Okay, where can people go to learn more about you? We are at iographer everywhere, I-O-G-R-A-P-H-E-R. I am Dave at iographer, so if you want to reach me directly, feel free to. Um, I love talking to everybody, and it's just a great time. Dave, this has been inspiring and engaging and interesting and i thank you for being here um and i'm glad you're you're out here making uh videography more accessible for accessible for everybody because it is such a a wonderful and universal human way to share all of our stories and and market ourselves so valuable valuable and important skill that you are sharing with the world thank well, you well kurt i thank you and and i feel i've made it to the big time by being on this podcast and uh I'm just very happy now to I can I can kind of fade away into the sunset today. The unofficial Shopify podcast is distributed by EtherCycle LLC. We'll be back next week with more value bombs for Shopify store owners. If you're looking for more high quality and actionable advice on learning the business of e-commerce, join thousands of other Shopify store owners on our totally free newsletter at eCommerce Bootcamp. That's eCommerce-bootcamp.com.